another mustang this is tristop live for wacky wednesday and i'm donald wayne i think i'm dennis lee (laughs) (laughs) oh mustang sally i've been trying to do a bunch of newer songs and tonight i just needed something you feel like you need to get on the open road there donald wayne uh, yeah, but I'm not exactly sure where I would head. Uh, mm. I don't know. Right. Certainly wouldn't want to head north or west. So that doesn't have oh, a lot no. of options. No, and no, I guess I could go south into Florida and all the way down to Miami. Oh, but Miami. My, I, I remember, of course, I've had a number of Mustangs in, in my lifetime and, uh, and I used to love to crank that song up when it would come on and I'm going down the road in my red convertible Mustang. <laughs> of course, it barely ran, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. The top worked. Well, you know, yeah. that's the funny thing. Back in my generation, we were just happy to have a car. We were happy if, if you, when you turned the key on that you heard a sound <laughs> and you could go somewhere. I can relate to that. I used to get pretty excited when I can actually turn the car on without beating it with a hammer or spraying some kind of carburetor fluid in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had one, uh, car that was my dad's that their second car, their second piece of crap, but they would <laughs> let me drive it because it was a piece of crap. And, uh, I would take friends to the mall, uh, they were good friends. And so they knew that we probably would have to get out at least two or three times on the way. Uh, cause back then, well, you know, living in Oak Cliff, right. we didn't, I don't think we had a mall. We ended up going over to North park, you know, uh, oh. all the way on the other side of town from Oak Cliff. And we would have to get out and beat the battery, you know, the post on the battery <laughs> two or three times. Right. Uh, and, and then we could crank it and go on our way, but. Well, you know, as far as the friends go, I mean, that's the price of admission. If they'd had their own car, then they wouldn't have had to endure that. So when nobody, nobody got embarrassed in those days, you know, you couldn't embarrass anybody about stuff like that. It's a a rite of passage. I mean, what you had a car and you didn't break down. What what kind of person are you? My, um. And I remember just, you know, my, I guess my youngest cousin coming up behind me, she's probably eight years younger than me. By the time that generation had started getting older, I mean, she was offended if she wasn't driving something pretty nice. 
and right. uh, wouldn't be seen in anything that I was driving. <laughs> so, because it smoked and <laughs> made noises and stopped running, right. I just the car. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, the car. What else would I be talking about? <laughs> but that song makes me think of those days, Mustang Sally. That's I mean, there song. were a lot of good driving songs back in the in the sixties and seventies. You know, make you just you know when you're out on the open road, and it made you feel good when you're driving. You crank that song up, and it was fun. What happened to that? It's still there. Now they we just have to don't be, talk about it. <laughs> now kids, you know, can't go to high school. God forbid if they're not driving a BMW or a Mercedes, if you're, you know, your family's that, that well off or, um, you know, some really, really nice car. And it's, I mean, there's one of the high schools that's close to us. It's just ridiculous. The kind of cars you see in the parking lot. I mean, even <laughs> if my, my dad had had that kind of money in those days, I would not have had that nice of a car. Like what you expect me to drive that to school. (laughs) I mean, my first car, and I've said this before, but it was a $50 piece of crap that wouldn't run. And we had to tow it home, had no brakes. And that was my first car. And I was excited because back then the car was freedom. You know, that was your first step away from uh, control. So. Hey, dude, and Luiso, what's that? Uh, the dude, Sean. Oh, okay, that's same same one. A print so small on the screen, I can hardly read some of these. But that's see, all I got to do is, you know, they say the human mind has things that triggers certain things. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, smell and and sound. Songs take you back to different times in your life, and and smells can actually do the same thing. Uh, oh, I, they do. I saw an article the other day that says actually, uh, people who really listen to a lot of music and enjoy music, it it releases endorphins into your body that uh, that are good for you. Uh, well, and I, and I fighting a lot stress. Of endorphins. Well, I guess that's the only reason I'm the age that I am and I'm still kicking because, you know, I've loved music all my life. And sometimes when things are really rough in other places, I can just throw some music on and just kind of get away from it. So I wish wish we could play about uh, an hour of songs tonight and that would be really good for the endorphins in my body. But (laughs) I could use some endorphins today. Well, it's, uh, we have those days. Well, not but, uh, not not I'm in a bad mood or anything. It's just uh, stuff coming out of the news this afternoon, this evening, just have me uh, in that frame of mind. But it is a wacky Wednesday, and it's not going to be. You know, the uh, burden will be on your back to be the wackiest because uh, <laughs> Joe Biden and and his minions have taken a lot of whack out of my wacky today. Well, well, that's what they like to do. They like to whack your wacky. So. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> whack my wacky? <laughs> How long did you think about that one? 
Uh, just came right up. I mean, it just happens like that quick. <laughs> oh, I'm, my goodness. I don't know if it's, you know, I said this last night. I don't know if it's on my end or what, but I still don't hear you as strongly as I normally do. So I'm not really? quite sure what's different here. Oh, well, let me try oh. this. I got I got one thing I can try because it could be me. I, nobody else has made a comment, so. <clears throat> Let me see. Say something. Something. Oh, that's better. <laughs> that's oh, on my okay. end. This guy. Oh. <laughs> well, I wasn't doing anything different, so you had me concerned. Well, I thought maybe my, my hearing voice. was going. <laughs> it no. just follow suit. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Why, uh, thank you, dude. Thank you. Hey, Bookie, yeah, welcome. We appreciate it. Bookie. Bookie? We have a bookie, bookie. in the house? Bookie. Or Wookie. Oh, Boogie. I thought you said Wookie or Hookie or something. Oh, Wookie. Uh, I haven't seen yeah. any Wookies. That's Closest well, we get to that is um, um, Sasquatch, and I haven't seen him in here yet. So. Um, we can have a Wookie night. Maybe we should can have... We? We should have a theme night on Wednesdays or something. Pick a different theme, you know. Are people got to dress up or what? Well, I mean, how would we know? I mean, they could tell us that they're dressed up, but we could say we're dressed up, but nobody would really know. Well, I'm dressed. I mean, uh, well, a grape ape night. Well, there you go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I almost had cheers. I almost brought alcohol up here with me tonight, but I decided not because I might become unbridled if I do. Oh, my goodness. We don't <laughs> Just, need that. I've had certain words passing through my head this afternoon that I keep thinking, you know, I can't really say that because then I'd be breaking our own rule here. So, yeah. but it enters my mind. Hmm. I can't believe, I cannot believe that the people in this country elected this man up that stands up there and represents this country. I cannot believe it. Well, I mean, he doesn't represent the country that, uh, you know, that I, that I, <laughs> well, I guess we could that say that there. he's not our president because Maxine Waters says that Donald Trump wasn't his, hers. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've, um, just what an embarrassment and it, it just doesn't stop i think actually they've told him uh you actually need to say a few more stupid things because nobody's doing anything about it so just have at it see what other insane message we can give the country today uh, they're gonna let him go way off the deep end and that'll make it all the more reason that kamala should take over so <laughs> well she can't even fix the border I mean, what is she doing? Uh, they say she's taking. Yeah. They say she's taking uh, phone calls from from people in Europe or something. You know, she's talking to foreign calls. leaders. What is she like? Uh, just like <laughs> one of those. Uh, it's a sex line. That's psychic, what... <laughs> psychic helpline. Well, I no. was going to say psychic, but no, I mean, I'm just I'm just really? going to put it a sex line. That's what she's running over there. And <laughs> oh my goodness, scandalous! <laughs> you heard it right here on Tristock. First, the VP is um, 
having some steamy conversations for money. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, hello, Crimson. Well, Welcome to the clean show. it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh my goodness! I, I needed something to make me laugh. <laughs> hey, Crimson. <laughs> Oh, come on, I'll do it every time. Jeez. Uh, All they do is mention her name, but nobody ever says what she's doing. <laughs> well, she's she's it's, back there in the, in the backdrop listening to Snoop Dogg and smoking a joint and, <laughs> you know, um, just making things happen, you know. <laughs> making uh, things happen? Where? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, but, you know, making something happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, even have Pence, to be anything that benefits us, you know, Pence, you know, uh, the Donald gave Pence something to do. I mean, he always had some little project, you know, he was working on and they'd talk about him, but I haven't heard one thing other than this phone call stuff that, you know, they said about her that, uh, that she's doing earning her money, earning her money, well. unless she's working on the uh, takeover. I don't know. Well, they don't rightfully have to earn the money anymore, do they, Donald Wayne? I mean, they can be horrible at their job and and still get paid a couple grand a year. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, I would make a general statement about government jobs, but I don't know whether we have any government <laughs> workers that listen to us, and and I know it's not oh, true on but, all of them, but um, government is one of the few places in the world where you know we pay people to do things and then they end up hiring somebody else to do their job so i don't know well if you can uh if you know if you can if you can get someone to do it you know i guess i guess why not that's too much work for me i need an assistant and then your assistant yeah. needs an assistant that's right. And then by the time you're over, it's over. You've got five assistants, and nobody's doing anything. <laughs> yeah, and nobody, uh, nobody is responsible for anything. Yeah. I didn't uh, do that. Well, that's, that's not my job. <laughs> 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 my job is to sharpen the pencils, and uh, well, my job is to wad up the paper, and uh, my job I, is to keep the garbage can clean. So. I've got I've got something that's bugging me. I'm I'm just throw it at you and anybody else that might be willing to uh try to shed some light on it. But I, I heard this afternoon late that uh they've decided that the Ashley Babbitt shooting, uh they're not going to um uh, charge that officer with anything because their investigation didn't reveal that anything was done wrong. Uh, and, and shooting and killing Ashley Babbitt. But something keeps bugging me. They have not released the officer's name. We, we have no idea who, who shot her. And they don't look like they have any intention of releasing it unless people try to force them to do so or somebody leaks it. I'm surprised. You know, if, if Trump were in the office, they would have already leaked the name of the, the officer. But uh, you think about every shooting that we've had in in recent years, you always within a day or so hear the officer's name who's responsible for the shooting, whether it's justified or not. Right. right. But they're not going to tell us the name of the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt. I guess not. I think that's a little strange. 
And what would the reasoning be behind that? To protect the officer? Well, they're not worried about that officer, the uh, the lady cop, you know, that did the shooting in in Wisconsin. They they've already uh, they already put out her address and everything and, and pictures of where she lives, and people have already started showing up at her house protesting. Well, of course, yeah. Well, because there's no there's no you know regular justice. There's only vigilante justice these days. And by the way, um, you know, tell the family, you know, we need a new TV. Let's go down the street. Someone just got <laughs> shot, so we're justified to go get that 65-inch uh, flat-screen TV that we've been oogling over. Did um, you see the pictures of, of tonight of some of that stuff? And uh, they were showing some of the stores that were cleaned out, and they – they showed the foot locker and there was, I didn't see a box. Now, of course the shot was pretty quick. They emptied that store of all the shoes in the foot locker. So I'm sure a lot of people are wearing some $200 tennis shoes, uh, right now, <laughs> or they're selling so, them. Man, I don't even wear a size five. Uh, what am I going to do with these? Yeah, I don't know. These, these kids shoes. Cut the, cut the foot out in it. I don't know. Just start a new style. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. And yeah. and some of the reporters are already saying they just, they just act like it's justified. Well, I I want to I want to make a point because I haven't seen this, and if somebody can correct me if if I'm wrong, but during all of the riots that happened last year, um, you never saw anybody break into a Walmart. You would figure that would be the one place where you can go and bust in there and you got everything. You got your pharmacy, you got your food, you got your, your home appliances. I, I thought you know, they did. Your electronics. I thought they did hit a did, Walmart. Did, was it a Walmart or was that a Target? Mm. Oh, Crimson says Target. Just, okay. Yeah, because I, I, they, you know, nobody ever hit a Walmart, you know, because their security is pretty tight. You well, start busting in a Walmart, and they're going to pop out of the walls, and you're you're going to be gone for a long time. A super target, yeah, okay. Um, you, I just thought that that was funny. I mean, because that's got everything, everything well, yeah. that you need. Well, up until um, so last year, they carried uh, weapons too. They carried rifles. Well, and they, they still <laughs> carry you know knives and stuff that you can get, and they carry ammunition. So. You could literally go in there and get everything, but nobody is brave enough to bust into a Walmart. One, I'm not one, throwing that out there as a challenge. I'm yeah. just saying, you know, um, it's weird what they, it's weird what the, the rioters bust into, you know. I, I, I just, I can't believe the media in this country is so complacent with this. Um, basically it's theft. I mean, you know, like I was saying last night, I heard people in the shots they were playing of the, of whatever the demonstrations, uh, riot, whatever it was. I mean, shooting fireworks and they're laughing and, and, and just carrying on like it was like some kind of super party event. I mean, well, you know, if you're, if you're upset about somebody dying, I, I just don't see a lot of people, getting together and laughing and cutting up and I don't know. Well, treating I, it. I, I look back at, um, 
you know, the Rodney King riots and watch some footage from a documentary and they had on that yeah. and the different places. Um, you know, the, the, the law enforcement and the, the, the city government, and the state, everybody reacted the same way. Just, just let everybody get it out of their systems. They would, you know, they go in for a minute to show that they were trying to do something and then they back off and just pull out and be like, okay, well, just when something starts to burn down, just send the fire trucks out there. And, you know, hopefully the firefighters won't get injured trying to put the blaze out. Um, but their, their thought is just let it go. You know, who, who, the manpower, you know, to, to get, to get it under control, I guess, is just not worth the sacrifice. Well, they probably know in some cases that, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of people hurt. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm glad yeah. I don't have to make those yeah. decisions, but it's almost like it gives people a license to do these things if they know they're not. I mean, you know, there there's no repercussions. I heard today also that they're, they've decided there's a number of people up in the, I think it was the Seattle riots. It could have been the Portland that they're not going to prosecute for their crimes. So, well, you know, what's the message? Nobody rioted when that um, guy that was off his rocker walked out in the front yard and shot that neighbor kid um, that what he was five, six years old, something like that. A while back went Uh, outside and was um, pissed off about something. And it has some mental issues and just went outside and, uh, kid was getting on his bike or on his bike or something they just killed him right there was that in I didn't uh, see detroit or uh, chicago or something yeah i believe someplace like that and you didn't see anybody riding in the streets about that there's lots of people who are and i'm not saying it's you know it's right or wrong or whatever i'm just saying that there's lots of people that are killed on a daily basis that it doesn't matter what um, what what ethnicity they are that's not reported on the news, and you don't see people going and pillaging and looting because of them. It just seems like a really um, it just people are just taking advantage of the situation, and the fact that the response is the way it is, like you said. I mean, they have a blank check just to go out there, like okay, well. It's not like they're going to stop us. Of well, even Kamala Harris. Camera. Yeah. yeah. Kamala last year justified it saying, you know, um, these people are angry. And, and, but that doesn't get you justice. That doesn't get yeah. you justice. Um, let's see. The dude, Sean, would like to call in, Dennis Lee. Um, hmm. <laughs> Hey, Eric, Eric and Where's Eric, Eric? Way in a, okay, Eric vouches for him. Eric, Eric, is, Eric is, is our, <laughs> all right, hang on. Hey, call back, dude. He, uh, he butt dialed. Huh? Hey, oh, Jess Duck. I'm a slightly hey, ran a little over time, but <laughs> better late than never. But I think Jess and BP have probably already made it. <laughs> uh, but but uh, the dude, Sean, knows he's good people, and then and then Crimson, she's a longtime friend of the show, along with Ellie J. 
Well, dude, call back if you would like, and and you want to comment on what we're talking about here. Uh, he said he had a. It was a butt dial. You know, oh. sometimes the cheek um, has its way with the phone. So. Ah, okay. <laughs> right. Well. I'm about to go ahead and share the show up right now, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank you, Eric. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I bet these, you know, they don't really interview these. Uh, these business owners that get robbed enough and get their feelings, they need to have them on TV. Uh, every one of those shop owners that, that get, have this theft and, and the vandalism that goes on in the stores where they're breaking the storefronts. And, you know, and, and I think there's a misconception that insurance companies cover all of those expenses for these people. And, and a lot of these people have come on before and said, no, that's not true. They do no. not always cover all of your losses it depends on what kind of policy they have i mean it's just like if you you got uh, insurance on your car if you don't have full coverage guess what um you're not getting your car replaced (laughs) the the work is not going to be free so you know you're going to have to come up with some money um i'm just yeah, I'm discouraged a, a mess. and, and we don't have any leadership in this country that, that's, that seems to be bothered by it. They seem to be justifying it and okay. And they're giving it a pass and, and these same idiots are running our country right now. And, you know, these are the people that need to be speaking out. Right is right. You know, uh, what they're doing is not going to solve the problem that they that they're complaining about that they're upset about if that's but you know a lot of these people that go into these demonstrations like that and and especially doing this rioting and and stealing they're just taking advantage of the situation to do what they want to do you know i'm uh, I'm upset somebody was killed so i'm gonna go rob a footlocker Or, or like last year when the guy had like five TV sets stacked on a, a buggy that he was rolling out of that. I guess that was the target. Um, and, and that's out of grief that he's stealing those five TV sets. Just- yeah. What, and, and what what do they think the individual that had had their life taken would think about what they're doing in their name, shaming their name um, well, by using- taking it, using it as an excuse to – fulfill their own needs and it's really not even the needs it's a no. luxury no no it's it's just it's i mean some of it's uh you know i i just don't see how you can tie that in with grief that's that's it could be anger and it could be hey you know screw them i'm taking what i can or you know the mob mentality of you know, you can't stop us. I mean, just you look at the video and you see the people running around like uh, madmen trying to grab as much stuff as they can carry. And then you see the ones where the stores are almost picked clean and, and they're running around and they can't find anything to take. Well, uh, and, you know, and every one of them should be locked up. And an individual, you know, obviously they must not have any jobs. And if they do... Um, if I'm an employer and I find out that the employee did or you know was partaking in that activity, they're gone. 
Well, I got news for law enforcement or anybody who's watching these things. If you got people showing up and they got shields and they've got some tonight had, I don't know what they look like makeshift swords or batons or something. I mean, it looked like they were going to a comic con convention or something. It was, um, but if these people are showing up with these kinds of things, they're not going to do anything good with that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I know everybody's supposed to be wearing masks now, but you know, people are concealing themselves so, so much now that it's hard to pick them out on any kind of video that you get. And I think part of that's on purpose. So people can't be identified and uh, just, yeah. Um, well, maybe, you know, maybe everybody should start, you know, since we all um, m mostly are still wearing masks, maybe we should all walk around with a shield strapped on our damn back with a, <laughs> you know, some kind of damn baton or something and a sword tucked in our pants and, you know, well, or wearing, and, if you if if you go into a demonstration with a Kevlar vest, you know more than likely you're you're up to no good. And why <laughs> combat gear? It's just why you got that Kevlar vest on there, buddy? Well, I just got out of the club. Uh, it was um, super super villain night. I. Normally I can, wear this. I can tell you if I lived in a, in a city that, I mean, if Atlanta ever gets that bad, I mean, I, I have no problem thinking about moving away as far away as I can get. Just don't want to be anywhere near people that, that do that kind of ridiculous. Oh, that's a, hey, Boney, that's a great idea. You know, I, and I hate to say that by uh, anything that China's doing, but <laughs> saying uh, they'd spray them with blue dye. So the next day they'd see who they are and lock their ass up. Hey, just like they do, they put in uh, banks yeah. when, they, when yeah. you rob a bank. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. And I that, like that wouldn't hurt anybody. Uh, and I'd love to see them try yeah. to get the, the dye off the next day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. We'll have to, we need to suggest that to yeah. uh our our friends in high places uh, well you know <laughs> becoming fewer and fewer <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to ask me to de to define high places <laughs> uh, uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, where's the suggestion box well it's at trice talk 69 pts at gmail.com exactly we, we need to do a survey dennis lee we like uh I think I, I saw a Twitter thing where Cummings was doing a, uh, I think it was a survey. I didn't, I didn't. I was well, I, it's funny you should say that. Um, let me go ahead and get my, get my Twitter out and I'll, uh, I'll put one up. Uh, there yeah. Right he's now. been doing some, some tweeting as of lately. Doing surveys kind of things. I think, I think he did have a survey po posted, um, you know, just this week. I'm, I just haven't been able to go and dig for it. So what is the question you would like to put on the uh, the uh, Twitter poll there, Donald Wayne? Oh, there's a bunch. Well, now you can only do one at a time. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know, you put me on a spot. I don't know that I can. Oh, well. You know, okay. you know well, me, I have to build up to these things. This this is well, we'll, pent up we'll ideas get, and frustration. <laughs> We'll, you, you'll have your people get with my people and my people will get with your people. 
And then they'll say, what do you mean, you people? And we'll get something worked out. Well, so. anybody that's listening right now, just uh, give us your suggestion. What would be a good survey yeah. question to send out in the Twitter world and, and see how yeah. people feel about it? What what would you like to see Tristock do on a poll? Um, so. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Crimson. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, well, there's nothing wrong with that. No, um, and it'll it'll probably someday be ten minutes or. Yeah, so more. make sure to hydrate too. Uh, that's yeah. important. Um, I'm serious though. Know, we'll, Somebody we'll give we'll us a question that. that would be good to tweet out. Yeah about something that's going on right now that we're, we're all frustrated about. Um, yeah. And just before the show's over, we'll post <laughs> that bad boy and see what, uh, see what happens. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Jess. Please don't encourage her. <laughs> uh, well, all right. I guess we can, the yeah, only, I don't know. What? How we even got there with all that? Uh, well, it's my fault because I'm I'm in that kind of mood. I'm not just been watching too much this afternoon, late, and um, the the thing with Ashley Babbitt, and then you know not telling us who that officer is. We have a right to know who the officer is. If they're going to tell us every other officer that's involved in the shooting, why not this one? Because they're Capitol Police. Uh, and, and I'm not even saying the officer was wrong. I don't know. I wasn't there. All we can do is see the video. It's just odd that, you know, she was the only one shot and he felt like maybe because she looked like she was the first one going through, but still we, we have a right to know who the officer is. If they have a right to know all the other officers that are involved in shootings. And just because it's Washington D.C., it shouldn't be any different. So, right. Well, you got you got just just a questioning whether it's even Wednesday. So now the days are even all mixed up. Um, <laughs> it is actually Wednesday, people. It it's Wednesday I mean, somewhere. It, it, isn't this supposed to be Wacky Wednesday? Yeah, well, I, I'm whacking the heck out of it. I well, <laughs> Duck season, rabbit <laughs> season, like do Charlie stuff. <laughs> I'm, you know, wacky doesn't always have to be funny. Wacky can be just nuts. Yeah, right. Pecans. <laughs> right. Walnuts. Filberts. Um, Filberts. Um, I just popped in my uh, head. Hell is that? It's a nut. Oh, okay. Filberts. I'm going to take your word for it. I think it's those little round ones that almost look like acorns, I think. Oh, that's a filbert? I think. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, we have a hazelnut. If we have yeah. a nut expert listening, maybe. Do we, have a, do we have a nutologist in the room? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you just created a new profession. Well, I did. Uh, we're signing people up by the dozens. So, <laughs> there's no pay involved, but the snacks are good. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what happens in these low-paying jobs. You just sometimes you just can't get what you want. Takes uh, low-hanging fruit to a whole new meaning. Um, well, I do. I do have out of all of this madness that's going on in my head tonight, I do have one uplifting story, and maybe oh, I should nice. go ahead and use it now. Maybe you should. Um, 
it's it's probably going to be the only thing that I have that is uplifting tonight. But I call it the shining light in a darkened room. That's not actually what the author said of the story. But this uh, story posted on uh, Southern Living by Megan Overdeep. And that's actually her name, (laughs) I guess. Overdeep. Uh, Is that a film star, Donald Wayne? I I mean, you know, know. I don't know how people end up with these names. I mean, I don't want to disparage anybody's family (laughs) name, but... Hey, what is your How lineage? Do you up with that? <laughs> the only other uplifting story I came across on on an internet search is the game show Wheel of Fortune issuing its biggest payout to date. And how much is that? Um, you know, according to theoutsider.com, um, in in their April thirteenth episode, um, you know, you know, a contestant by the name of Adrian won. $38,000 along, you know, and, um, but, you know, and, um, you know, that's and she's the, able to walk away with $62,988. That's the biggest winnings. There's no, like, I, I, I guess dollar. probably, I think they've had like a couple million dollar winners, but I guess that probably outside of that, um, well, based the, on oh, how this a, article reads, you know, sometimes when oh, they yeah. win the car too, it, it adds up, but yeah, that because of, like of how much the car is appraised for and stuff. Like, look, you won $16,000. <laughs> Holy hell. I, been out here for three days. That's yeah, all it cost me $6,000 to be on this show. <laughs> you know, I, I remember a time when Will Fortune, um, like um, like if you won, like, um, you know, like on, on a particular show, you were invited back in the following night, but after five nights you were done. But then in the early to mid-90s, you know, like the three top winners of the week returned for the Friday show. But uh, by the late 90s, early 2000s, they quit that. Um but like Jeopardy was the same way where you, you could win five nights in a row. And then after five nights, you're done. And then, uh, and then they decided to make it unlimited. That's how we got, you know, like Ken Jennings. I yeah. like uh, my, my favorite game show is the price is right though. Um, really? I just, I, I love but, that. But, yeah. but your appearance on there is one time only, and you don't get to come back back you, like right. for like a, like a season finale show. Like if you right. look at America's funniest home videos, um, like like the con- you know the contestants that won for submitting like the funniest home videos they got invited back for the season finale show and I remember yeah. that from the Bob Saget era. Golly, oh, that was a Saget. long time ago. <laughs> Bob Saget, who's the other guy that was on there with him? Uh, something a funny name. It I used mean, to be two host. Uh, I think Saget. it was just him. Um, they, they, I think there was like his successors. Um, can't can't think of their names right off him, but that was before Tom Bergeron came in. Uh, I know there was Daisy Fuentes, and that th- that name just escapes me. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Just uh, my my favorite one was the uh, yodel the yodeler. So I guess the mountain climber game. The- <clears throat> yeah, that's the Price what? Is Right. Yeah, right on the Price Is Right. Yeah, yeah, love uh, that show. With uh, Bob Barker or, or uh... oh Bob Barker always was my yeah, favorite. But, but, well, my, my favorite Price is Right game would have to be Plinko. Plinko, there you go. Plinko's not bad either. Hmm. No. Um, 
And, and my favorite Price is Right model of all time would have to be the legendary Janice Pennington. She was oh. there for the longest time. Janice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was there at day one. Hmm. My goodness. What's behind door number three? Um. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on let's make a deal because you don't want to get a zonk. All right, uh, let's, you know, all those really, I, I probably could veg out on a rainy, stormy Saturday on some game show network just to be nostalgic. Oh. Yeah, there was there was some there were some good ones, and and then there are some when you look at them now, it's like, did we actually used to watch that? Yeah, um, the the thousand dollar pyramid was the one I just I I couldn't stand it, but the one where um, what was the other one though? With the uh, they had always had the stars packed in there, and um, Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares, I love. Oh, that, that was a good show oh, yeah, too. That, that was a good. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a good Hollywood one. Squares, and then they had the other one that Richard Dawson was always on. Family Feud. Um, well, no, it was not. Family that a different Feud. One? It was. Yeah, it was before he did Family Feud. It was when he was a little younger. Um, but yeah, there was there's a bunch of those back then. It was pretty funny. All right, so yeah, we, right. we we got started on game shows. Uh, uh, but Gary, did you, have you ready to go to your uplifting story, Donald Wine? <laughs> if you oh, ever, yeah. if you Where's ever watched Eric or Dennis, uh, the old Groucho oh, match Mark game, BP uh, and Jess were mentioning. Yeah, yeah match game. Oh, I, I love the match '90s version. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. I love the '90s version with the Vicky Lawrence. Nell Carter and Judy Tenuta. Vicky Lawrence is funny as hell. I know, right? And <laughs> yeah. and then Nell Carter, God rest her soul. Yeah, yeah. And I Judy Tenuta, I mean, I would, uh, you know, she's a great comedian too. Oh, Screech was uh, Screech was know, from uh, Saint Paul the Bell, was, but God yeah, rest his soul he was too. A stunt double, stunt double later in life. Um, God All right, so you soul. didn't answer me about Groucho Marx. Have you ever seen any of the old footage of some of those old Groucho Marx? I mean, oh, that was yeah, a game show, yeah. actually. Oh, well, no, I no. Yeah, they he did have, a game show. Uh, I knew he had his own show. Well, it was called. Uh, I, I didn't know he had a, had a game show. Oh yeah, he would ask uh, two contestants some he questions. Might, he might be digging too far back here. Look, way, look you know? on. Uh, Look on YouTube, and there's one on there about the guy with the eyes uh, freaks Groucho Marx out. This guy, he, uh, you'd have to see it. But Groucho Marx used to be, he was risque for that time. Uh, he would always make comments to, especially the women contestants that were, I'm surprised they got away with at that time. But hmm. uh, he was, it was funny for that time. And then had a little bird to drop down if you said the secret word of the day. Check it. Check out the one, the guy with the bulging eyes on Groucho Marx. Uh, and be with, careful when you Google that, people. Um, <laughs> bulging. When, when you Google anything that says bulging, um, <laughs> no telling what you may get. I'm sorry. I'd make sure I, that there's no kids in the room when you do that. Uh, obviously, I don't. <laughs> I don't do searches much, so I don't know the keywords to stay away from. Uh, the dude with the bulging. <laughs> make sure you put eyes on. Maybe there. you should say eyes that bulge, and that oh way my bulge goodness. comes after eyes. Woo, um, it's, it's the, funny, the only though. eye bulging I remember <laughs> is the 
African-American lady, Kim Goodman. Um, she, she could bulge your eyes out of her sockets, no lie. And she's appeared on David Letterman. She's appeared on um, Sally Jesse Raphael and, and the Oprah Winfrey show and a couple other shows. Jeez. <laughs> and, and she is a Guinness World Record holder for that. And protrusion. Uh, this um, guy would just, he would <laughs> lean, lean back when he, Groucho would ask him a question, he'd lean back, and then his eyes just got real huge, and he would grin, and Groucho kept looking like, you know, something's wrong. I, I think somebody needs to protect me. But uh, he he's a hoot. I'll have to see if I can find that again. Yeah, I'll look, that, look for the bulging eyes. Okay. Um, well, this this story... <laughs> It's a short story. Uh, it's a f- nice story. And uh, I think what happened is we said Megan Overdeep and we just got lost. But it's about a, it's, it's about a Goodwill employee in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I've seen Norman, Oklahoma. It's not, not a big place. So the uh, employee's name is Andrea Lessing. And... Um, She's used to finding odd treasures and sometimes even money working at a Goodwill store in Norman, Oklahoma. So she wasn't completely surprised when she came across two sweaters wrapped together, holding what she thought was books in a box of donations last month. Looking closer, she discovered that it wasn't books at all. There was just stacks of just envelopes and it just contained $100 bills, Lessing Lessing told KFOR, I don't know if it's a TV or a radio station, my first thought was it's fake money. But it was real. Lessing had just stumbled upon $42,000, the largest cash find in a donation in Oklahoma Goodwill history. Fortunately, there were documents along with the cash that helped Lessing and her supervisor track down the owner. But that's not always the case. Frank Holland, who is vice president of Donated Goods at Goodwill, told KFOR, normally we have no way of knowing who the money belongs to. And then he says, even if we wanted to try to give it back to someone, there was no way to find out who that person was. But Lessing told uh, Good Morning America that the decision to return the money to its rightful owner was a no-brainer for her, though she admitted to feeling a tiny bit of temptation. She said, don't get me wrong. I'm human. Naturally, the thought crosses your mind like, I just found $42,000. I could get this and this and this. But ultimately, Lesson said that her desire to be a good role model for her six-year-old daughter is what led her to do the right thing. I have a daughter. I love her very much. And you can't put a price on my daughter, she explained to KFOR. I know... What could be risk stealing that money? And I do believe in karma. I do believe that if you do something good, something good will come back to you. And that's exactly what happened. The owner gave her $1,000 as a token of gratitude. I actually was very surprised, she told GMA. I didn't give it back to expect a reward. I didn't give it back to expect anything. I didn't expect to be on the news. I didn't expect for any of this to reach all the way over to different states and different countries. I just wanted to do the right thing. So. Hmm. Child to be grounded for a week and give back $42,000. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's just nice to know that there's people out there, and I'm sure she's not making a lot of money at uh, 
at working at Goodwill. So $42,000 was a lot of money to give back. Yeah, but, no, but good I saw for her. that story, actually. That, that is a good story. Um, but, um, well, um, from a good story to a bad story, how about a woman that goes viral for beating her employer who harassed her with a mop? Um, have you seen that at all? There was a, uh, a female government worker in China that, uh, that, that her little video went viral showing her using a mop to beat her male boss who she accused of repeated harassment. And I watched the video. Um, we'll put it on Facebook. Of the mop but, uh, beating? Of the mop beating. And actually, <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe she smacked him a couple of times um, with the mop. But no, she just continued. When she got tired of beating him with the mop, she you know, proceeded to beat him with other things he had around his desk. Um, <laughs> the woman who the, who the New York Times identified by her last name, Zhu, uh, can be seen in a 14-minute-long video on Chinese social media platforms, which, um, you know, I didn't think they allowed that over there, uh, walking into her boss's office before dousing him with a bucket of water. So she had a mop bucket of, you know, dirty water and then a mop and then she grabs a mop after that and uses it repeatedly to hit her boss identified uh see his name was wang and um <laughs> who can be seen in the video attempting to hide his fingers or hide behind his fingers anyway like that like that was going to help him but later hide behind on behind his fingers yeah he wasn't very bright but um, he have a little head no, he had a big head, bigger than his <laughs> hands, that's for sure. Um, Zoo removes multiple books from Wang's desk and throws them at his head. So, I mean, everything that she's doing, he's getting it in the head. Um, the video has already gotten millions of hits. <clears throat> and the Times reported that Zoo says Wang sent her unwanted text messages on three separate occasions, on just three occasions, and he got his ass beat. And also made unwanted advances towards other women in the office. So he was building this up. I mean, it was bound to break loose. And Wang attempts to say in the video that the messages were meant as a joke while he's getting his rear end beat. Um, though Zhu continues to yell at him in something that I couldn't understand. And she began, uh, she can be heard making a call and accusing her boss of assault. Uh, so she's calling and making false claims that her boss is kicking her ass. Um, well, it's not <laughs> clear exactly when the incident occurred. Chinese state news media, like you can trust them, reported that Zhu filed a police report last week against Wang, who local outlets have identified as the deputy director of a government poverty alleviation agency in the Beilin district of Suha, a city in Heilongjiang province. My goodness. Um, <laughs> a gang? <laughs> yeah, so apparently a gang was involved. And <laughs> That's all how they rumors was a mop. Yeah, you know, and they, they run around beating people with mops. So, um, but you have to watch it. Um, there, there's more to it, but the, the woman, so 
the woman took matters in her own hands to protect herself, that her behavior is gaining so much attention. It's a reflection that there aren't better ways, the activists added. And um, and all of a sudden, they're selling out of mops like crazy. So um, while Chinese law prohibits sexual harassment and requires employers to take actions to prevent inappropriate behavior in the workplace, Activists have argued that these policies are rarely put into practice, and women in recent years have become the target of retaliatory lawsuits from their accused harassers. Um, the Times reported that in 2019, between 2010 and 2017, there were just 34 Chinese lawsuits filed related to sexual harassment in the workplace, and half of these were filed by people accused of harassment who said, the accusations unfairly harmed their reputations and they were going out and buying a mop. So, um, but uh, not to make light of sexual harassment. I mean, that definitely shouldn't be tolerated no matter what country you live in. But <clears throat> tell you what, you watch the video of her getting there. I didn't know that you can beat a person's ass with a mop like that, but um, she was swacking his head like he was one of those whack-a-mole games. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes people just uh, have enough. Well, he looked like he was in kind of enjoying it because he wouldn't. You would think that you would get up and run or or something, get under the desk. He just stood there. I mean, he just sat there. Just he know, probably didn't think about where that mop had been. Oh, well, at one point, she like charges at him like they're jousting and joust his head a couple of times instead of slapping it. And when she got tired of that, then she picked up his keyboard and cracked him over the head with that and um, dumped uh, water from the coffee pot. And then I thought she was going to crack him over the head with the coffee pot, but she just threw it at him and it didn't break. Oh, it was, uh, uh, you mean to think twice before you send messages like that. That's for sure. Yeah. The toxic Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> she may have been just watching that. She, uh, <laughs> so I, I, I got a question for you. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think this crazy stuff is always going on in the world? We just didn't have the means oh, to yeah, know well, about I'm it. Sure, yeah, I'm sure I it's mean, not the first time. Because I mean, we act like that all these things are just, you know, part of our our world today, but I got a feeling this stuff has been going on along these crazy things that I we bet, read. Yeah. I bet if you can Google, you know, person dies from getting stabbed by a carrot, you can find it for someone probably. Well, a frozen carrot. Him. Maybe I could see that. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, it depends on how firm the carrot is. I mean, how big it is, you know, obviously not one of those little miniature carrots. It's going to have some, girth to it and stab I mean, somebody in the eye with that and they could go right well, out that's true yeah if, if you're a john wick you can use about anything a pencil yeah i mean you're right so um i feel like just about anything is possible so, of course yeah. the joker used a pencil too and 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 in the batman movie i mean i you know shove it right in someone's <laughs> aorta you know. <laughs> well i'm glad you finished that quickly <laughs> but yeah, All so right. uh, yeah, the mop is dangerous, people. Jeez, well, just be careful who you piss off. I guess is the uh, 
right. is the uh, motto for the day. All right, I'm going to uh, let this second story slide for now since we're right at about the top of the hour. Let's move on to uh, this day in history, and then we'll get our yeah. a few calendar days that we have. Do you have well, this day a, in history? Well, I'm glad you asked, Donald Wayne. <laughs> there's always a day in history, and Wacky Wednesday is no different. Um, and next week, I'll try my hand at doing some uh, music again, but I didn't. I ran out of time. So we're going to take a look at, on this day in history, April 14th, 1865, John Wilkes Booth shoots Abraham Lincoln. President Abraham Lincoln is shot in the head at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. on April 14th, 1865. The assassin, actor John Wilkes Booth, shouted, Six Semper Tyrannis, ever thus to tyrants. The South is avenged. As he jumped onto the stage and fled on horseback, how dramatic, Lincoln died the next morning. Booth, who remained in the North during the war despite his Confederate sympathies, initially plotted to capture President Lincoln and take him to Richmond, the Confederate capital, and beat him with a mop. Um, I'm just kidding. That bled over. What, you, um, the same woman? <laughs> the same. Apparently, this has been going on for a or long her lineage. time. Her lineage. Her um, lineage. However, on March 20th, 1865, the day the planned kidnapping, um, the president failed to appear at the spot where Booth and his six fellow conspirators lay in wait. Two weeks later, Richmond fell to Union forces. In April, with the Confederate armies near collapse across the South, Booth hatched a desperate plan to save the Confederacy. Learning that Lincoln was to attend Laura King's acclaimed performance in Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater, sounds like something I've seen in person down here. On April 14th, Booth plotted the simultaneous assassination assassination of Lincoln, Vice President Andrew Johnson, and Secretary of State William H. Seward. Um, by murdering the president and two, I'm sure I, I said his name wrong, uh, carrot and baby oil, um, <laughs> by murdering the president and two of his possible successors, Booth and his conspirators hoped to throw the U.S. government into a paralyzing disarray. On the evening of April 14th, conspirator Louis T. Powell burst into Secretary of State Seward's home seriously wounding him and three others, while George A. Atzerodt, assigned to Vice President Johnson, lost his nerve and fled. Coward. Meanwhile, just after 10 p.m., Booth entered Lincoln's private theater box unnoticed and shot the president with a single bullet in the back of his head. Although Booth had broken his left leg jumping from Lincoln's box, (laughs) he succeeded in escaping Washington. The president, mortally wounded, was carried to a cheap lodging house opposite Ford's Theater. About 7.22 a.m. the next morning, he died, the first U.S. president to be assassinated. Booth was a uh, well-regarded actor who was particularly loved in the South before the Civil War. During the war, he stayed in the North and became increasingly bitter when audiences weren't as enamored of him as they were in Dixie. Along with friends Samuel Arnold, Michael O'Laughlin, and John Surratt. 
Booth conspired to kidnap Lincoln and deliver him to the South. <clears throat> when the troops finally caught up with Booth and Harold on April 26, they gave them the option of surrendering before the barn was burned down. <clears throat> Apparently they were in a barn. <laughs> Harold decided to surrender, but Booth remained in the barn as it went up in flames. Booth was then shot and killed in the burning barn by Corporal Boston Corbett. On July 7th, George Atzerod, Lewis Powell, David Harold, and John Surratt's mother, Mary, were all hung in Washington. The execution of Mary Surratt is believed by some to have been a miscarriage of justice. Although there was proof, proof of Surratt's involvement in the original abduction conspiracy, it is clear that her deeds were minor compared to those of the others who were executed. Her son, John, was eventually tracked down in Egypt and brought back to trial, but he managed, with the help of clever lore, lawyers, to uh, win acquittal. And that is this Egypt. day in history. Yeah, he made it all the way over to Egypt. I've well, been a heck a, of a trip back then. As an actor. Um, uh, now, one of those names, because I don't remember the name of the doctor that treated him, not knowing what Booth had done, I don't think until the next day. Uh, I think they arrested him as well and charged him with treason, but I don't remember where they hung him. The was doctor? that in your story? Uh, the doctor that treated his broken leg? <clears throat> uh, let's see. I don't remember his um, name. Oh, Dr. Samuel Mudd. Um, oh, that's right. We had that on, um, we, we yeah. talked about it on the National yeah. Calendar Day one day. That's how the, you know, your oh, name yeah. is Mudd. Yeah, but they didn't, uh, they didn't show. They didn't they hang didn't, him? To, not in this story. No. Oh, okay. They may have, they may well, have done and that of later. course. You know, the night of April 14th, 1912, I don't know if you mentioned this, of course, you know, the Titanic, you know, hit the iceberg on its way to America. That's the one I thought he was going to do. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, that well, one. but I know tomorrow um, it will have finished sinking to the bottom of the, the North Atlantic and it claimed um, near, about like 1,500 lives. And the, and the band kept playing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, only about 700, you know, something odd people survived it, including six survivors that were pulled from the, the frigid cold waters. Yeah. And of course, and, and Captain, you know, Smith did, did the noble thing. He went down with the ship. You know, you know, like the saying is like in, in maritime law, every good yeah. captain goes down with the ship. It would oh, take yeah. a lot of alcohol for me. To go down with the ship. Oh, that, that, be, that is true. I'd be clinging to some kind of piece of wreckage. But, yeah, uh, yeah that, that but, was um, the custom. God rest those, those the lives of those 1,500 souls. And that was oh, yeah. uh, touted to be an unsinkable ship. You know, and they're oh, remaking yeah. that ship. Oh, that, that, that was, a, that was a, a really big jinx right there when they said that. Yeah, yeah. And that was the maiden voyage too, right? That was the first uh -huh. first time out for the ship. That's but you know they they put the luxury cruise liners they have up now that they they use now. They put it beside a <clears throat> they put them side by side, and it it looks like a dinghy compared to the cruise liners they have now. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't even know how they float. Well, that's because, you know, they've got all these, they've got pools and water slides and miniature golf courses and everything on the deck. It's just unreal. <laughs> I, I just can't even imagine how much one of those things cost. Hmm. Any of them that are still, that survived uh, a year yeah. of not being able to be used. Well, there's also talk of building like a new new Titanic ship um, with more lifeboats this time around. Um, But but I know the new Titanic would have like like um, like new technology. um, And um, and I think they would anticipate it following the same trek from from the coast of Ireland, you know, to New York, New York Harbor. Well, they wouldn't have to worry about icebergs now because apparently most of them have all melted anyway, right? So yeah, global uh, warming. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know. but but I think an, an iceberg in the in the North Atlantic would probably be saying, "Hold my beer." <laughs> yeah, or you know, or maybe they hit a Norwal uh, that'll rip right through there. Oh, uh, uh, who? <laughs> a Norwal. Norwal. I guess that's the, that's the whales that got the uh, the horn. <laughs> the Duchon's like actually, watch torpedoes, oh, Jack. Oh, okay. Uh, it's not actually a horn. It's actually what it's actually a tooth. Hmm. So, I yeah. wonder if they have enough uh, lifeboats on on the new ocean liners. I mean, I guess now they can use the inflatable raft, so they could probably store a lot more than those wooden boats that they had to use. They probably done um, an equation to where what the you know the acceptable loss of life is. (laughs) What what is that acceptable loss? I don't know. What is the number, Jack? Uh, Well, let me tell you. Um, Yeah, I don't think they ever would have enough lifeboats. I, I looked up my, another like calendar girl song on YouTube, like on my tablet by a group yeah. called stars, but I know we haven't in the longest time played the, the original one from, um, can't think of his name right off hand. Um, you got a different version there. Um, it, it's by a group called, called like, like stars, but I, I would probably send it to you through a Twitter DM and see what you think about it. Well, Neil Sadaka, um, the, the the original one. Um, I like that one dance version that Ro- Robert did, like in your COVID absence back at the beginning of January. But and I know you've been doing like the two gentlemen lately. I can't. But I don't no, know if you get about ready to wake them up. I don't know. Uh, I don't remember the name of the group that did that song that Robert played. I should have written it down, but maybe if you uh, I mean, I run across you, excerpt, him, you can um, ask him. Can you hear it? I can't if it's playing. I didn't know if y'all could hear it or not. I can't hear it. Because I have the. You hear it, Dennis? I have it. No. I had it turned up loud enough, and I put my microphone up close to it. Hmm. No, I can't hear it, Eric. Um, um, I, hopefully there isn't too much dead air unless it's very faint <laughs> yeah I, 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 I barely hear a little music in the background but I can't I can't really tell what it's I can't tell let me try about this it. hang on a moment 
I didn't know if y'all heard it better this time around. Yeah, I could hear it better that time. Yeah. Um, it, it's by a group called Stars, but I'm going to let you and Dennis listen to it and see what y'all think about it. If y'all decide to include that for like a few future calendar girl, you know, calendar date segment. But okay. I think we're just going to carry on with the one that Dennis has been using. <laughs> All right. You, you. Hard unless Dennis already looked it up. Is that it? Oh, I, I know. I thought it was, but this is something else. Oh. Or <laughs> a different incarnation. Well, does it say explicit on there, Dennis Lee? Uh, well, it's not what it said. It's what it's. <laughs> oh, you see a video that goes with it? Here we go. That was sent in by Eddie T. Bone Johnson. I'd like to uh, throw that out there for today. Uh, so, uh, we appreciate uh, oh. that, T. Bone. Um, <laughs> well, that, that that goes with the Neil Sadaku um, version right there, but the Stars one um, is it, totally different from the Neil Sadaku. Um, you know, and, you know, way different. Not, not to be confused with Sudoku. Um, you know, a game, challenging, yeah. challenging game that you play on the road, but um, yeah, T Bone, that was very nice of you, sir. We'll bring you back here in a moment. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm since Good. we're experimenting with calendar girls, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a Whoa, risk here and way, play man. just a second <laughs> of this. I, I don't know who Naja, Naja. Oh my! Oh no! I th- this it, it's, <laughs> I think I wouldn't uh here I'm not just, encouraging people to Google a menage either. Um Nagia. Yeah, yes, yes, that's that's how rumors get started. <laughs> you won't believe what they were doing over at Tristock. I don't remember where that experimenting gets experimenting with calendar girls. Uh, gets... oh, goodness gracious. Put the kids well, to bed. It's that's gone a lively the one. There's also one by Panic at the Disco, but I, I, I it takes oh. them 20 minutes to what is that? It takes them 20 minutes to say calendar girl, and I, so I don't have that much patience. <clears throat> Okay. Okay. All right. So I, 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 I sent that DM to you, by the way, of what I'm talking about, but I'm going to let you listen to it tonight and and see whether you and Donald Wayne would maybe take it up for consideration as as an as a different Calendar Girl intro and outro song. Well, thank okay. you, Eric. I will right. take a listen it. to that. Um. Well, and and you know, and I think Dennis Lee will be sure to to send it to you as well, Donald Wayne. All right. Yes. So. Today, 
<laughs> the first thing on the list. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's it's. See, we've gone past midnight, so it's oh, uh, now April the fifteenth. So I can say today is National Banana Day. Oh, and oh. so <laughs> it it one of the suggestions is, and I'm I'm not really sure about this one, but it says write a little message on a banana and tuck it into your loved one's <laughs> lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Oh my god. That, that was the suggestion on this site. Oh, a bunch of banana um, tucking. Oh, but no, you got to write a message on it first. <laughs> <laughs> and you could probably think of all kinds of messages that you could write Ooh. on that banana. I mean, I'll put a message on a banana that. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on to say, I mean, you can play with your bananas. Hold them. Hold them like a. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's, oh, boy. You can hold a banana I... like a phone and talk to it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, you want to talk to my banana? <laughs> if you want to get locked up real quick, you know, start talking oh. to a banana. Oh, oh, that's a good one, dude. That's a good it one. It says lots of things <sighs> to do with one of America's favorite fruits. Oh, my. And then, do you like yours frozen? All right. A banana phone. I need you... to make a call. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> Have you ever eaten frozen banana? I have uh, yeah. dipped in chocolate too. Yes, very yeah. good. A banana on a stick, no less. <laughs> you um, need. The I stick? think they call that a chocolate monkey. So, um, <laughs> what? Okay, I'll take your word for it. I'm glad it was you, not me. Um, so, I was trying to think. Uh, oh, that, no, that's the uh, that's a. Uh, oh gosh, what's that comedian? He does the. Um, and he's got a jalapeno pepper on a stick as one of his puppets. Oh my! I can't now. Why can't I think it? Jeff Dunham. Oh. He had one of his puppets is a jalapeno on a stick. <laughs> okay, that's enough things on a stick. Today is also National Glazed Spiral Ham Day. Oh yeah, that's good. So I didn't know this, and this is just a short little story but this dish originated in the basement of <laughs> harry harry j hostenslar um hmm? hostenslar Ho hohenslar hohenseller or something like that hohenseller anyway. <laughs> he was oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was he what donald Ray? if you extrapolate that you can come up with all kinds of stuff um in 1952, the <laughs> Detroit, Michigan entrepreneur patented not only his spiral slicer, but the ham glaze as well. Uh, oh. His innovative device made it possible for the entire bone-in ham to be sliced in one continuous and even spiral. Oh, my. And then in 1957, Hohenslar founded <laughs> Honey Baked Ham. So, so are these two people? Ho and Slar, or is <laughs> no, it one person? No, that's Harry's last name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a trio. Yeah. Harry, Ho, Ho and Slar. Ho and Slar's <laughs> famous ham. Uh, 
Very good. That, that doesn't have the ring that honey baked ham does. No, so. not quite. Not quite. <laughs> okay, so you'll like the next one. It's National Rubber Eraser Day. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, so I didn't know this, but correcting mistakes <clears throat> since 1770, the, the date when the rubber was first used to make erasers. Well, but, I mean... uh, <laughs> Well, okay. at least it's not dead air. Uh, <laughs> oh, pri prior man. to that, now this is something interesting. Prior to that, before the rubber erasers, people used wax or even crustless bread to erase pencil <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> you, you know, crustless now, bread. Johnny, don't eat all that bread for lunch because you might need right. to erase something. You know, you've been making a hell of a lot of mistakes here <laughs> lately, Johnny. You're using up all the bread. Nobody can eat a sandwich around here for nothing. Jeez, um, but, you know, you goodness. could, you know, if you didn't have to erase a lot, you could eat some of that leftover bread from the, <sighs> for your schoolwork. But Jove, jo, Joseph, <laughs> Joseph Priestley founded a vegetable gum to remove pencil marks. Uh, and he dubbed the substance rubber, but it wasn't really rubber. Then in 1839, guess who? Charles Goodyear discovered vulcanization, which made rubber erasers. Oh, so he had the pointy ears. Who? who? He was a Vulcan, you said. No, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. He didn't discover. That's the same Charles Goodyear that founded the, the tire and rubber company of the same name. right yeah he just he found a method to uh create rubber erasers oh, oh okay Wasn't all right but melting with we have one more person here uh in 1858 hyman lipman uh from oh, philadelphia wow. pa uh patented the pencil with an eraser on it for the first time so well that must be shipman's brother that you talked about yesterday shipman <laughs> Oh, it's, oh, that guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're talking. Schittler. Uh, yeah. Schittler's coming up Friday night in case anybody's interested. Um, the, the rest of the story. All right. So that's enough about rubber erasers. It's also National Take a Wild Guess Day, and I didn't even bother to check that one out because I'm just going to take a wild guess what it's about. Uh, also, a favorite day for a lot of people is National Tax Day tomorrow, or today oh is April the 15th. So oh. do, I don't how even is, know if, if IRS is working right now. How is that a favorite day? Um, that's called what you call tongue-in-cheek. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say. <clears throat> yeah, if you're waiting until the 15th, you're not expecting anything back. So, and the next one here, and I obviously made a mistake. And when I was looking at these, I have it says National Day, and it does not have any description. So, we'll just assume <laughs> there's nothing to it. And then uh -huh. I had National Titanic Remembrance Day, it was April the 15th, which Eric has already talked about. Uh, the next one is National Purple Up Day. This day encourages everyone to wear purple, representing all the branches of the military and thereby showing unity with each other. 
National Get to Know Your Customer Day. For some reason, Dennis Lee, that sounds awful familiar to me, but mm-hmm. maybe they do that more than one day a year. I mean, you're supposed to do that all the time, aren't you? Um, uh, get or, to know your customers? Well, yeah. I mean, I I get to know mine as about as well as I can and need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yes, um, I think we've talked about that before. So they've snuck it in there again. Last one on the list is National High Five Day. Um, hmm. It it says that there's a couple of origins uh, attributed to this day, but the first one on record was during the last 1977 regular season Dodgers game. Uh, Dusty Baker hit the home run that made the team the first in history to have four players with at least 30 regular season home runs each. As Baker rounded third and headed home, Glenn Burke waited at home plate to congratulate him. In a moment that is Dodgers history but never televised, Burt greeted his teammate by raising his hand, and they slapped hands in a victorious high five. So that's the first thing on the list. Then there was another one actually about a football game a couple of years later. So uh, I I guess we can attribute that to uh, baseball. That's the year they passed Rusty Nipples for that record. Um, (laughs) Okay. That's a good one. We all know you're making that one up. (laughs) <laughs> well someone could have thought that was real Donald Wayne. <laughs> well I mean we we do not spread falsehoods on this show but <laughs> not intentionally <laughs> but oh, just the goodness. fact that you said nipple just <laughs> lets me think that it <laughs> well, it could be true nipples and bananas in the same segment that's just the oh first. my goodness um, well, you ready for me to get T Bone back over here? Oh, yeah, just yeah. Are the other guys fussing though because you're not using them? Uh, they never showed up, so we had to bring okay. T Bone in. I, I just didn't want to let him know that. Um, there you go. Yeah, thank you, sir. Appreciate that, T Bone. So, what was his last name? Um, it it doesn't really say. I just wonder if that's the same T Bone Burnett that was the famous uh, guitar player. I no, no, I don't think so at all. No, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) okay. All right, let's see where we are. Well, uh, since my next story is not uplifting, go ahead. If you've got, uh, I'll save mine for tomorrow night when I don't have to be uplifting. And uh, you got okay. something comical or? Well, um, <laughs> I, not really comical, but something that's interesting. Um, you know, there's an article uh, in People by Sean Newman that Rick Perry urges a study into using magic mushrooms to treat veterans with PTSD. You mean former um, governor Rick Perry? Yeah, yeah. He, um, he uh, Rick Perry is returning to politics in an unlikely fashion, it says. The former Texas governor, two-time presidential candidate, and Trump cabinet secretary threw his support behind a bill that would create a 
research study into using psychedelic mushrooms to treat veterans dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. The bill was introduced by Democratic state lawmaker Representative Alex Dominguez and calls for further research into the medical benefits of psilocybin, which is a hallucinogenic chemical found in so-called magic mushrooms. Um, In an interview Tuesday with the Texas Tribune, the former state governor admitted that he's historically been a very anti-drug person, um, but that he believes psychedelic drugs provided in medical doses can be effective in treating depression and PTSD. Um, all of that properly done in the right type of clinical setting will have uh, save a multitude of lives, Perry, who's 71, told the Tribune. I'm convinced of it. I've seen it through the eyes of these young men. And when I was tripping in the bathroom <laughs> the other day, um, <laughs> so Perry, who served as an energy secretary under President Donald Trump from 2017 to 2019 said the bill may be one of the most hopeful pieces of legislation Texas lawmakers consider this year. Um, Dominguez's bill would call for a three and a half year research study into the benefits of psilocybin. The legislation would also call on the Texas Health and Human Services Commission to collaborate with one university hospital and one Veterans Affairs Hospital in conducting its own research while also doing a review of past studies on the medical benefits of the drug. Psilocybin is still illegal and classified as a Schedule One drug by the Justice Department alongside drugs like heroin and LSD, unless you're in Oregon. Um, however, <laughs> there's been increased interest in recent years about psilocybin potential medical benefits when taken in small doses. Um, Medical schools at universities like John Hopkins University and University of California, Berkeley, have opened research centers in recent years dedicated to studying it. Oregon became the first state to legalize psilocybin in November. We need options. And this is a valid therapeutic option that could help thousands of people the psychotherapist Thomas Eckert, who pushed the state for years to pass the legislation, told the Oregonian after the measure passed last year, some U.S. cities like Oakland, California, have legalized the psychedelic drugs as well. So be careful slightly. They'll be popping that stuff left and right uh, so over there. LSD is, is uh, legal in uh, Oakland, California? Yeah, apparently. Hmm. Um, the Tribune reports that Texas has been slow to re- <laughs> has been slow to rethinking some drug use, noting the state has cautiously cautiously approached legalizing medical uses for marijuana compared with other states. Um, although Matthew McConaughey says it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Um, Perry told the outlet. He's had talks with the offices for current Governor Greg Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick about the potential benefits of psilocybin. The former Texas governor said he hopes Republicans in the state can get comfortable. Um, <laughs> that, hey, comfortable. this is 
this is not uh, some recreational drug thing, you know, all the time, but instead is a potential new medica- medication to aid veterans and others with PTSD. So, you know, Oregon's got it going on. Sounds like Oakland's got it. And uh, Texas is pushing to uh, be the next state to sign up to trip out. So, you know. I bet uh, they don't have a problem getting people to sign up for for these drug <laughs> studies. It's like, uh, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do with your life, dude? Well, you know what? I just signed up for a psilocybin study. They're gonna pay me um, twenty bucks a day, feed me and house me, and they're gonna pump me full of drugs, man. <laughs> um, I mean, really, uh, acid. Um, like old Timothy Leary. That's a slang term for LSD. Yeah. Yeah. Window pane. That's one of my favorite Moody Blue songs is Timothy Leary is dead. <clears throat> um, tune in and tune out or whatever the hell he used to say. Tune in. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, 15, 20 years away, the government's going. I mean, this will be... <laughs> This will be a happy land. Maybe maybe that's their plan. Just let everybody take whatever kind of drugs they want, and then they won't care who's president of the United well, States. Well, you know, the price of food is steadily rising, so let's get it to where the, the entirety of the country can smoke all the marijuana they want and get high on LSD and, you know, shrooms. And, you know, or- then when they're, they they got to go get the milk and the Oreos, guess what? Those pack of Oreos is... Twelve fifty a a bag now, and uh, well, they're know, already expensive is... now. If you if you don't get them on sale, or right. well, that's the only drawback about potent um, recreational drugs like that. Though. Some of them might will give you the munchies. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um. Well, the other one too would be that you know maybe end up doing things that you wouldn't ordinarily do. Uh, I did see a person climb a tree one time and, and, um, act rather weird. I saw a person fall off a balcony one time onto their head on concrete. And they were so high that, uh, it didn't really hurt them. I mean, they didn't even bleed when they hit the concrete is, but I could hear it. I can still hear that noise Mm -hmm. in my, head that from that well, night we call, we call those superheroes donald wayne um in fact we call the ambulance call for an ambulance and soon as he heard the ambulance coming he got up and ran <laughs> he said where's the patient uh, well he went that way i thought you said he fell off a balcony well he did doctor doctor but, um i guess they thought we were making a crank call well why is it that they that seems to be the first place to legalize certain drugs is on the West Coast? Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, you know, just seems like the thing to do, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, and then so if you've taken the psilocybin or psilocybin, it, you know, you'll be silly once you take it. But um, <laughs> then you might not want to see this um, out in the world. There's an article in People that the world's longest rabbit has been stolen from uh, an owner's garden. 
And this is an article by Natalie D. Boucher. It's uh, not a Darien's. real rabbit, I assume. Yeah, it is. No, it is. A live Dar- rabbit? Darius, a continental giant rabbit who holds the, Gen- uh, the Guinness World Record for being the world's longest rabbit, was stolen on Saturday. And if you stretch this rabbit out, it's about as long as our Rottweiler. So the rabbit went missing from the owner Annette Edwards Garden in Stolton, Worcestershire. Um, West Mercia police announced on Monday. Monday. Um, it is believed the continental giant rabbit was stolen from its enclosure in the garden of the property of its owners overnight on Saturday. Uh, the 10th of April and the 11th of April, police said in a statement. The department is asking people with information about Darius' whereabouts to reach out to PC Darren Riley, quoting reference 00286 um, I-11042021. I hope everybody wrote that down. Or just contact the department. Um, Edwards wrote on Twitter that it was a very sad day and revealed the rabbit is too old to breed now. So if you've got those hopes, get it out of your mind. If that was the intent of the captor. <laughs> I'm not sure I mean, what direction to take that. But. Uh, well, I know, you know, she was all, she also revealed she's offering a 1000 pound reward, which is roughly about 1375 bucks. Um, Darius was named the world's longest rabbit in the world by Guinness World Records in 2010. According to the website, the bunny measures four feet, 23 inches. Um, so I think a four foot rabbit would excite some people. <clears throat> well, 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 apparently that's what happened. That's why now, they how, took it. How tall would that <laughs> four foot rabbit be? I mean, you said you it was comparable to your your Rottweiler. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got a f- four foot long Rottweiler. Well, well maybe not four foot long, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, if she if she laid out from leg to leg, I mean that's some uh, dog. It probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe hey. a little bit of an exaggeration there, but it's a big bunny. Um, you know, you could probably dance with the rabbit, you know. If, uh, well, see, I think my desk is four foot long. That, that'd be a pretty big dog. That's a healthy rabbit. Uh, yeah. There's definitely not going to be pellets left in the yard. You know, <laughs> you, you're going to be picking up after uh, after a rabbit like that. You're going to have to need a, you're gonna have to need a uh, bucket for that. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, the bunny is Edward's fourth record-breaking rabbit and took the title from his mom per the animal's website. So, um, yeah, this lady's all busted up about it. I mean, you can see a picture of it. This thing is huge. It's just kind of freakish. You, I mean, but you can't tell what the height of it. I mean, if it's four foot long, it's got to be three foot tall or something. Well, she's um, she's got it in her lap, and in her I lap, they said they. Th- I think they said the thing weighs about forty three pounds. Hmm, must be all fur. I don't know. There's a whole lot of <laughs> ear there. A whole lot of ear. Um. Hmm. Well, I know it was right. I- that, 
That'd be a fun one to have around on Easter. Indeed, it would. Okay. Indeed, it would. Well, you got any other amazing creatures that you? Uh, no, 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 like, nothing else um, like, like that to bring up. Monster crickets or? Well, you know, there is actually a, um, you know, there's a story out of New Jersey that um, the police had to dismantle a homemade UFO detector, sealing the grim fate of humankind. This is an article by Reed McCarter. Um, <clears throat> so the New Jersey State Park Police reported last Friday that their officers had identified and disarmed a UFO detecting device found in Wharton State Forest. The foolish people behind this decision took responsibility for the short-sighted action in a Facebook post that, if we're lucky enough to survive the next few years, will one day be included in museums as an important document from the early stages of the Great War for Earth. Um after examination by members of the NJSPP Detective Unit and NJSPP K9 Unit, our explosive detecting K9 Prime was deployed, the post states. Prime determined the UFO detecting device was safe. It continues by describing exactly how such a strange piece of technology is taken apart. The device was carefully disarmed by New Jersey State Park police personnel, we learn, by unplugging the headphone wire from the block of wood and the soup can it was plugged into. <laughs> A photo of the incredible machine is included in the Facebook post. <laughs> when coupled with a description of the UFO detector's component parts, the post can... Um, only be explained as an act of intentional subversion by elements of the NJSPP who recognize that it's up to ordinary citizens to replace the device by constructing new ones. Although humankind and the visitors to New Jersey state parks appreciate an extraterrestrial early warning device like this, we should not be finding them in our state parks, the post states. <laughs> We believe we speak for the rest of humanity in saying that this mocking tone is not welcome. Whether the NJSPP is simply acting out of callous disregard for our species, future, or is secretly being controlled by the alien invaders themselves as part of their international puppet government, we don't yet know. For now, the safest course of action is to keep a close eye on them and hope that they're caught more openly betraying their evil agenda, perhaps by being photographed while taking meetings with the Jersey Devil, which we're now 100% sure is actually an alien too. So it sounds like they've got some psilocybin use already going on in New Jersey. Um, that is definitely illegal. So people, uh, listeners, if you know anybody in that area, you might want to reach out to them to make sure they don't encounter this high tech device. Um, could be dangerous. Definitely. definitely. Could be dangerous. Well, I'm, I'm looking at the, a picture here of somebody screaming. It's, it's an article about, people 
we have six different kinds of screams, but we're not going to go into that tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Looks weird. Um, so I guess we're, we're about, we can uh, go ahead and what, what happened to Eric? (laughs) Oh, Oh, I I just, uh, oh. the, the app booted me out, but I'm but I'm back now. Okay. Well, I don't. I can't see you on the <clears> board, so I thought I lost you again. All right. Well, I think Pod B must be acting up tonight. Um, that that shouldn't shock or surprise anybody. Uh, no. But going oh. on, um, you know, coming up on Pod Bean Live um, at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, you have. Um, the chit chat with the old man with its Thursday edition um, around 1 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Um, Dennis Barker from radio projects will be doing his podcast show, you know, out of England um, 7 p.m. Eastern time um, th- Thursday evening is the Thursday edition of the Cummings is culture podcast with our good friend, Jeremy um, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you have the option of Chuck and Billy's not your cup of tea or, or our good friend Chris of the Forgotten Teens Music Show. Um, and that's followed at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time by the Thursday edition of the Slightly Serious Show. Um, and, of course, like with the weekend fast approaching, you've got um, fr- Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, the Friday edition of Frankie D's Crib. Um, and Friday in prime time, you have Chris Unplugged doing his two-piece of a podcast, unless he decides to move it to Saturday evening um, as well as David doing mysteries of the paranormal. And, um, and on Saturday you have lyrical laxatives and the it's doomsday podcast and the turfy show and, and the old man also doing his Friday night music show and, and another hot, you know, pod being show other than the turfy show you have torch doing his take flight podcast. And also be able to look out, should poetic do an impromptu edition of Holy Shift and also be on the lookout for Lara and Lou with their communication station and Pink Squirrel with her hoops podcast is this anyway and and then Lara and Pink's new collaboration show Did You Say Something and of course late night friends like Lady Me doing the A Day in the Life of Me podcast and Crazy Town doing her podcast and then also at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. You have um, Larry, the the Freedom Warrior, doing his podcast show, the Freedom Fighter podcast, out of the Netherlands. And then you've also got Linga Longa doing his common Linga Longa here show. On Monday, Ralph William goes live at 6 a.m. Eastern time with the Ralph William podcast. And hopefully coming soon, the John DeVito show will be back with some brand new shows. But in the meantime, our... You know, we would like to extend a, a thank you to our friends of Trust Talk for taking part in tonight's live cast. They include the dude Sean Crimson, BP49, Jess Duck, Mr. T, James from the Slightly Serious Show, Boogie Knights, Luiso, Dose, Boney, Cubella Kate, Kristen Three, Corazon, Anna, and a few few other friends who were we were fortunate enough to have on this evening. Um, we we appreciate you and. And we certainly appreciate the friends listening to this um, published episode on download. And now I'm about to turn it back over to, to Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne. And, you know, as Dennis is going to tell you how you can get in touch with the the, the Trice Talk and Tall Tales and the Rabbit Hole podcast, as where as where you can find previously published shows and um, and the live cast schedules. 
Well, thank you, Eric. We greatly appreciate that, sir. <clears throat> yes, if you would like to um, grab us <laughs> in a socially what are you conscious way. <laughs> you scare me when you pause like that. Like, uh, do that on Twitter. You uh, are speaking us, for yourself. You know, <laughs> all this touch me stuff. <laughs> try to talk WG Moon. Um, if you have any suggestions or want to share anything with us that you don't feel comfortable sharing here, do that on Trice Talks at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. <clears throat> and, um, you know, make sure to follow us on Facebook. We All the shows are posted there on the mini pods, and um, a lot of the articles that we use on the show are posted there as well. Um, you can also find us on Spotify at Trice Talk and Amazon Music at Trice Talk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. And um, with many pods in between, and Donald Wayne, um, kudos to you. You've been really blistering the airwaves with the mini pods, sir. Thank you. Um, and um, if you feel well, enjoying the, the live mini pod last night, but carry on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't remind me, please. <laughs> if um, if you feel the need to uh, be explicit, um, you know, still please wear your clothes. And no sickos allowed where you, you know, you come over to tall tales on the rabbit hole and talk about conspiracies and alien abductions, you know, taking trips to different planets and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, and, and tall tales is on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 30 PM Eastern thereabouts, uh, with impromptu shows as well. And, Look, we we love you. We appreciate you. We couldn't do it without you. And thank you so much for being here. I lost you for a second. Here, there. here, here <laughs> I am. Oh, by myself. <laughs> uh, yes, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight, and and I hope it ended up being enough of a wacky Wednesday for you um, with that rough start. It wasn't so wacky, but um, tonight's closing thought is time decides who you meet in life. Your heart decides who you want in your life and your behavior decides who stays in your life. And that's the closing thought for tonight. I like it. Very good. All right. Love you. Well, God bless you everybody until next time. So awful glad we had this time together, as Carol Burnett would always say. Yeah, we appreciate it, everybody. And hope you all have a great day tomorrow. And stay safe. Turn out the lights, Dennis Lee. See y'all later. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? 
Turn on and say it no more. 